Well, hello and welcome to Binge Watch, the podcast where we take a look at the hottest new TV and film releases on streaming television platforms. I'm Hannah Fernando, the group editor of Woman and Woman and Home magazine. And I'm Ian McEwen, writer on TV Times, What's on TV and TV and Satellite Week magazines. And today we're looking at the new releases for the week starting Friday, the 27th of October 2023, including the new Netflix wildlife series Life on Our Planet and the Paramount Plus music documentary Millie Vanilli. We'll also be investigating the Enfield Poltergeist on Apple TV Plus and asking why does everyone hate the British Empire, courtesy of Now TV. But first, Ian, what is in the news? Shonda Rhimes will executive produce a Netflix documentary about three pioneering women who worked at toy company Mattel and created the first Black Barbie in 1980. What else is in the news, Hannah? That sounds interesting. Hot off the heels of Barbie. Um, Keanu Reeves, uh, no less, will present the Disney Plus documentary series Brawn, the impossible Formula One story about the motor racing team that defied the odds. Okay, well, good mixture of things this week, I would say. We're going to start on Netflix. This arrived on Wednesday, the 25th of October. It's a new natural history series called Life on Our Planet. And here's a clip. This is the story of the great battles of survival. And the dynasties that would take over the world. From the beginning of life... today eight episodes to this one it's rather unfortunate that it's dropped the same week as the bbc's planet earth third series of that which is introduced and narrated by the wonderful david attenborough the voice of wildlife broadcasting well this one life on our planet it's executive produced by steven spielberg so yes there are cgi dinosaurs aplenty and if you can't have David Attenborough well Morgan Freeman is not a bad replacement so this uses quite a lot of CGI because it's going it's quite ambitious in its remit it's going back millions of years to trace the history as it says of life on our planet so you will see quite a lot of dinosaurs they're really well uh, rendered in the CGI so you're going to see uh, for instance a triceratops battling with a, a T-Rex. And there's, there's some interesting stuff in it because you see they, they recreate the moment when the asteroid hit Earth, which created a huge kind of dust cloud that, that went all over the planet. And that's what spelt the end of the reign of the dinosaurs. From that point of view, it's very interesting. You're seeing creatures quite convincingly portrayed against natural backdrops uh, and that's i mean i saw i saw some creatures that i'd never seen before so it was interesting some of the narration is a bit naff but you can't fault it for ambition you know it's that whole span of life on the planet so it's it kind of is a different animal from the attenborough series that we're used to and I'm, i have to recommend planet earth 3 which which also starts this week which is very good um, but yes, 
I did enjoy it. What did you think, Hannah? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. But I'm a bit of a dinosaur fanatic, so I love this kind of thing. It's sort of hard to imagine that these creatures ever walk the earth. They're so massive, and you learn so much. And um, the CGI is really good. I think it gets better and better, doesn't it? So it kind of makes those extinct animals that we see in the Natural History Museum and um, places like that just they're real and it, it it's just I don't know it sort of messes with my mind but I think like you said it's um it's an interesting time to kind of launch it if you like against the backdrop of David Attenborough but I do think they do something quite well they do something very very different and also I think there's there's space for both of them in all honesty I agree and they give a good stat which is that of the wildlife that exists on the planet now is only one percent of all the species that have ever existed. So get your head round that. On Paramount Plus, arriving on Wednesday the 25th of November, we've got a feature-length music documentary called Millie Vanilli. And here's a clip. Millie Vanilli has made it big in America. Great music, it rises. Their visuals were on point. They had it all. Girl, you know one minute Millie Vanilli were there. Millie Vanilli. Millie Vanilli. And the next minute they weren't. Now, we do like a music documentary, don't we, Ian? And um, this will not disappoint, although I didn't really um, remember Millie Vanilli. Probably, well, I should do, because from a newsworthy point of view, it was quite a big deal. But I don't really remember what they did or anything like that. So this was quite new to me. Um, it's a one-off story. Um, and it's uh, anyone who doesn't know, Millie Vanilli was a German-French pop band. And there was a lot of furore around this because they had a massive, well, worldwide hit um, with Girl, You Know It's True. And they even won a Grammy in 1990 um, for Best New Artist. But it was sh short-lived. And this documentary talks you through and why. Because essentially these two did not sing a note on the track, on the releases, and um, it ended everything. It was uh, lawsuits and what have you. And, and, and what's interesting about this is because I suppose we only, I just said, I don't remember it at the time, but I suppose there was an element of people um, thinking perhaps they were party to that. Maybe they couldn't sing, wouldn't be uh, an unusual thing for a pop star not to be able to be the best singer or not be the best singer in the world. That's not a, huge, a new phenomenon. But they weren't party to it. They thought it was all a bit odd, but this is kind of, what was suggested to them and this is what they had to do and you kind of see the pain of rocketing to superstardom and then it all crashing down so so quickly and of course you know you you make money but money comes through long-term success really because initially with record deals and what have you a lot of the money goes to security and wardrobe and all those kind of things uh, and that all coming crashing down around them so it's quite an interesting story whether you like no um, interest in the band it's kind of like what we always say about music documentaries you always come away with some knowing something different and learning something different and it's fairly catchy but also quite sad and a very raw horrible side of the industry that's uh, a bit a bit gross really what did you think I thought it's very good and I do remember Millie Vanilli and I feel this documentary shows that they were I feel they were the four guys, really. They were totally yeah. vilified. And, and in fact, the guy who really is responsible got away with it. And that he's a German music producer who was behind Boney M. And of course, the guy who was in Boney M, he didn't sing. It wasn't his voice. But he was a very good dancer, which is why he got the job. Similarly, Rob Pilatus, who is dead now, 
and Fab Morvan, who who is the the main character in the documentary. They were two dancers. They looked really they had a great look. They were really cool. They used to appear in rock videos, pop videos, and they were in a band. You know, they did sing in a band when they started out. They could yeah, sing. Yeah, and they so they got recruited, and they they both had you know they both had tough childhoods. They didn't have any money. They were offered you know decent amount of cash to be the image of this single girl you know it's true and it just it really took off you know they they became incredibly famous uh but it was other artists of course who were singing and rapping on their music so when it all came out you know they, they're the ones who took the fall which i think is very unfortunate rob went into a terrible decline and as i say he's now dead and at the end which is great you see fab he is now touring and singing, genuinely singing, the Millie Vanilli back catalogue. So, yeah, it's a tragedy, really, and and it's a it's a sort of insight into the you know, the music industry just chews people up, and the wrong people, I feel, got blamed. So, um, yeah, a fascinating watch. Over on Now TV and Sky History, Al Murray has a question: Why does everyone hate the British Empire? <laughs> So this is a new series that arrived on Monday, and here is a clip. The British Empire. 400 glorious years of the British. Ruling the roost. Showing the world who's boss. When a quarter of the map of the world was pink. Not the colour I'd have chosen. But now, the British Empire is history. Literally. Which means every Tom, Dick and Harry has an opinion on it. God help us. So Mr Al Murray, formerly sidekick of Harry Hill best known for his comedy persona the pub landlord who's a kind of xenophobic <laughs> well a pub landlord um, a little Englander so the pub landlord introduces this series and uh, very amusingly I'd kind of almost like to see more of that but Murray himself he is a history buff and he's done quite a lot of shows about history about war and in this one, as the title suggests, he's travelling around the world to former outposts of the British Empire to, well, to find out about the history. What, you know, what did the British Empire mean for places like India, Jamaica, South Africa, Australia? And in each place, he's joined by a local comedian. So I guess it's a bit like Travel Man, but with a, a deep amount of shame in, thrown into the mix. The approach is is quite sort of breezy because obviously this, you've got two comedians riffing away, but the subject matter is deadly serious. And, you know, unsurprisingly, it turns out that in episode one, which is all about India, and of course people say, oh, you know, the British brought the railways. <laughs> but in fact, the truth of the British in India is um, it was total exploitation. India was already a very wealthy country. Well, it wasn't a country in its own right. It was a collection of kingdoms. And that's why the Brits wanted to go there, so that they could, um, yeah, just make vast profits. Um, and, yeah, there's some shocking details of the impact of the Brits on life in India, including they sort of destroyed the textile industry in India. It was the Brits who, who introduced the kind of tea cultivation on a massive scale uh, which they kind of imported from China but a lot of the workers were indentured they weren't weren't paid at all so it's pretty shameful 
But there are some lighter moments. So, for instance, uh, Al Murray is taken to bathe in the Ganges River, which is pretty filthy, and he sees he sees the carcass of a dog. So he's not too keen doing his ablutions there. But yeah, I think it's interesting. Murray genuinely is a history buff, um, but it made me think: when is the next? Pub Landlord comedy special coming out. So, yeah, I think uh, a very interesting take on, yeah, the history of the British Empire. What did you think, Hannah? Yeah, I, I really liked it, actually, because um, well, for, for a number of reasons. But firstly, I did not know that Al Murray was such a history buff. And, and I kind of wondered why he was there. And then I realised and, and, and that I found that quite interesting in itself. Um, and, I, and I like him very much. But I also think that when you kind of bring something so serious with somebody who's who we don't see in a normal sort of serious context, it's always, it, it can either work or it can fail. And, it, and I think it really works here. Um, I, it also is in, in it opens your eyes. You know, I, I didn't know a lot of this. Um, I thought I did, but not in quite the depth that this shows it. Like you say, a lot of it is very, very shameful. Um, it's, you know, it kind of it, it puts our history into perspective and it's some and it's a topic at the moment that everybody is really talking about isn't it i mean it's a, it's a really big deal at the moment um in terms of column inches and the conversation so for me it was yeah it was it was really really interesting and you could see them on a journey too so you could see um them learning and seeing it through their eyes and there's some healthy debate in there because not everybody sees it from the same perspective so there's some really good healthy debates in there and um it's quite it's educational without being and very very in-depth and very upsetting in places but he somehow brings some warmth to it that makes it very viewable for more people i think if that makes sense yes and another fun fact about al murray he's descended from the author william makepeace thackeray who wrote vanity fair how about that full of them today aren't you we're going to (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this isn't this isn't just thrown together, huh? <laughs> no matter what you might think. We're going to finish on Apple TV Plus with a new. Well, I, I guess it's a docudrama series. It's called The Enfield Poltergeist, and here's a clip. It is the cold hand of nightfall that opens the door to our deepest fears. For most, it is only a creeping dread scratching at the corner of our mind. But for one family in 1977's London, dread was just the beginning. I'm starting the Enfield Poltergeist case. Now, (laughs) are you interested in the spiritual world? I kind of am. It kind of freaks me out a bit. Um, And um, uh, this is just, yeah, this appeals to me hugely because of that. But... um, you may remember the TV drama called The Enfield Haunting, which starred Timothy Spall and Matthew McFadden, uh, McFadden in 2015. It was a big TV drama. That was um, kind of loosely based on this real story. I'm putting real in inverted commas because, of course, this is two particular people's version of events of how they... I mean, it did make headlines at the time, but how they believed the house was had a poltergeist in it. And they uh, believed that they'd witnessed moving furniture, loud noises, toys, they levitated. Um, and it was from teenagers, Margaret Hodgson and her sister, 
Janet, who was only 11 at the time. And there was lots of talk whether it was an elaborate hoax or whether it wasn't Mabel Worcester by their story. So that kind of was a um, a drama, a dramatisation of that. So you could kind of almost separate the real from the um, what people were actually saying with the kind of drama that they were showing you. This is very, this is different because this is actually moving from, so, there is some drama, so you do have to work out the fact and fiction. Um, but it's looking at the, firstly, the obsession that we have with the spiritual world and, you know, uh, how interested we are in it. Yes, I'm included in that. Um, but it's really genuinely scary because you have, um, there are actors obviously acting the parts of these girls. Um, and then it's interspersed with actual interviews from people. So um, when you can hear audio and there's knocking at doors and it's really creepy because, of course, it goes to a place that you can't actually tell yourself isn't real and isn't true because these girls said it was true. They did see it. They did. They, you know, they, it, it, it's just awful and so, so scary. And all of us have um, probably heard some story of a poltergeist over our lives, whether it's fact or fiction, probably the latter. Um, but it is scary. It will have you on the edge of your seats and it does play with your mind because you do genuinely walk away thinking, um, oh gosh, you know, is, is that real? Did they make up? Could they have made that level of detail up? Could those recordings have happened? It, it just is a world that we don't know anything about. Um, it does jump around quite a lot. And I think that's probably, is slightly flawed because although it's a much better way of um, doing this, I think, than probably the drama uh, that, that went before it, it does, it does jump around quite a lot. And um, sometimes that's quite, I think that can be, I always talk about whether you can just sit there and just watch it or whether you can, you know, you can go in the kitchen and do something at the same time. You kind of need to sit there and just watch it. You will be on the edge of your seat and need to concentrate. <laughs> Concentration level high is what I alert with this one. Um, so no, I, I did, um, I, I, I did enjoy it. I, I did enjoy it. I do think it is scary. Um, and around Halloween. Yeah. It's one for you. Ian. Yes, I forgot to say it arrives on Friday, the 27th of October, and there are four episodes. I thought it was very good. We've had uh, we've had the Isle of Man talking mongoose. And now we've got the North London poltergeist, both based on true stories. So first up, they've totally nailed the look of the 1970s, haven't they? Because they intersperse the kind of dramatic reconstructions with sort of newsreel footage of life in the 70s which you know that's when I grew up but it my god it looks dated now Christopher Etridge plays this guy Morris Gross who who comes to the house to investigate this this phenomenon and he brings a tape recorder with him and if if I was looking for a theme this week's podcast Hannah it would be lip syncing because they've actually used the recordings that Gross made and the actors in this are lip syncing the lines. So it's very effective. And I have to say, it's, it is chilling listening to these recordings of, yeah, what sounds like a poltergeist moving stuff around and people reacting to it. It really, you know, it's spine chilling. So, and I like the way they've done it. It's quite clever because they sort of break the fourth wall in a way. So they, they show you how they've created the sets to to for the interior of the house they kind of show it on a sound stage and, and that's that's very effective so yeah i found i did find it scary and um 
I was hooked, so I shall continue watching. We've got to that time, Hannah, where we find out what you've been binge-watching on this week. Well, I have been watching bits of the trailer for The New Crown. That's really exciting me quite a lot. But aside from that, of course, it's all about Strictly because um, Amanda's left, hasn't she? Yes. Eddie, Eddie the Eagle has taken, uh, taken her spot on the show, and there's lots of column inches about that. Will the truth really come out? What's your theory? Well, there's been lots of talk of her not getting on with her partner, hasn't there? Um, not, lots of talk. Not, how could you not get on with Giovanni? He's my second favourite. Also, I don't think that's been the same. There's never been that sort of rumour of gossip before about him either. Whereas if it's no. sort of another dancer that may be a bit harsher, I don't know. And also, she strenuously um, denied it. So who knows? Okay. You covered yourself there. Well done. <laughs> well, uh, I watched a rather interesting uh, true crime documentary series on Netflix. It's called Last Stop Larimer. And it's about this, it's not even a one-horse town, it's this tiny little place in the outback in Australia where there's a handful of residents and there's also a pub, which most of them seem to drink to excess in. Anyway, this guy called Paddy and his dog disappeared and has never been found, assumed that he's been murdered. And uh, it's all about the search for who did it or who arranged it and um yeah it's worth a look just for this insight into this bizarre little community in the the back of beyond now we just got time to look ahead to next week's offerings hannah so what's on the agenda well a blind french girl and a german soldier find common ground in stephen knight's touching netflix world war ii drama all the light we cannot see and Matt Bomer and Jonathan Bailey star as on-off lovers in the decades-spanning drama Fellow Travellers on Paramount+. Plus. So we look forward to those and much, much more. But in the meantime... Watching! Watching. 